0: The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is
1: Sports Day with Badge and Sats. I know Badge. He's bludgeon. He's on holiday. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here for your Thursday night edition. Uh, Last one before Christmas of Sports Day. Last one before Scotty Sattler goes on five weeks annual leave. How are you, Sats? I'm good. I'm good. And
2: because it's breaking for Christmas. We thought we'd surprise you, Jace, with a, an early Christmas present. One of our guests tonight is their mm. their
1: head coach, Jason Demetrio. You love your bunnies. Yep. How good's this? Massive signings this week for the club. Yep. Massive signings. Mm. So he'd be tickle pink with that. See how the bunnies are preparing for this year. Um Chris Nelson, yeah, there's good and bad in every show, isn't there? He'll yep. be joining us with some tips uh for Saturday for Christmas Eve. How good would that be? Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. A few winnings under the Christmas tree. Is there some races Christmas? Oh, there is. It's normal Saturday. Saturday. Wow. Isn't it confusing this week? Yeah, it is. I don't think I'll know. I don't think I'll feel like it's Christmas until probably lunchtime mm-hmm. on Saturday. And they go, hey, it's Christmas tomorrow. <laughs> hey, guess what? Speaking of Jason Demetrio, i got my South Sydney membership pack for 2023. Did I arrived. arrive? Yep. Bang wrapped straight under the Christmas tree. It's like, wait, I bought this. Oh, so you bought it, and again, your daughters are going to give it to you as a present. A present. She, I've got to say, it's pretty smart. Yeah, well, it is. Um, it was a directive from the CEO of the house, Anita. Yep. Uh, Ari goes, who do you want it from? I go, well, I bought it, and we, we discussed it, and we said, let's put from Latrell. So, Latrell Mitchell's got me. He a gift. snuck into your house. He snuck, stuck down your chimney. He wouldn't
2: fit down the chimney. No, well, I don't he's
1: too he's too tall, too big. We've got issues at the house too. The cat, the kitten, Covey, is starting to chew open the wrapping paper on the presents. I can't be angry. So,
2: we've right? got a Christmas tree, no presents under it because we can't trust our dog.
1: Yeah, well, see, Covey, I didn't expect Covey to start. Mm. She knows there's a present under there for her. So, she's trying to open the boxes to what? find it. Oh, she does not read the cards. No, she okay. oh, she's still only a little kitten. Mm. Give her a break. She's only two. You couldn't read when you were two, could you? No. No. Radio. lots coming up. This is stupid. Couldn't ride a bike till I was seven. What? No. What? What? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't
2: know. what takes take so long? Oh, I just didn't have any coordination. Weren't but... you
1: stealing cars at the age of five, though? I was breaking into cars at 12. Oh, what? Yeah. I was joking. Oh, Anyway, I'm going to sit down with Sats and work out what went wrong next here on Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Can't break into those. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded
0: large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports
1: Day with Badge and Sats. Oh, look, welcome back to the show. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Sats and Jace here for the final show before Chrissy. Sats, there's two major stories I want to talk about today. One, uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, where are you? Come on, that's ridiculous. That the St George Illawarra Dragons have sent out a survey, is that right, to ask its members? Is is it members? Members received a letter. Uh, Asking them about whether they giving them some possible names for the team moving forward, and none of them, none of them seem to include Illawarra. No, no.
2: This is a. It's a bit of a shock move. Uh, even if it ends up coming to fruition, it's it's a it's a really gutsy, ballsy move. I've got to say that by the. It's a
1: kick in the face to history. the Illawarra community. Yeah, yeah
2: you know, I know they came into the comp in 1982, and they don't have the history of the Dragons. Dragons have won 15 premierships, second behind the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. But uh, for a club that has produced so many internationals, so many, um, in it, both in both. Um, in both clubs as well, yeah. uh, but also the Dragons with the amount of, you know, they've got Immortals. And and to think that they can play around with the name um, I think is a slap in the face to their fans, their long-serving fans. But most importantly, yeah, that Illawarra area, that Wollongong area that has produced players like Bob Fulton, Steve Blocker Roach back in the day, like great players now the options for more reports they threw out to members in this letter as part of a poll part of a survey was just call it St George Dragons um Southern Dragons
1: no uh, the Dragons or what? Greater Sydney Dragons The Dragons what's that remind you of The Redcliffe the the dolphins, the dolphins of no fixed address so yeah it is it's
2: it's what it says to me is that and I'm without any knowledge here, do the Illawarra side of the merger do they not play a significant role in in decisions within the club? Is it all about a little bit like the West Tigers? Yeah, you know, the the uh, well, at the, least that's what's, the Tigers West the Tigers side of the right? board don't have a lot of don't have a lot of power. From all reports, it's all about West with their leagues clubs and sure, yeah. financially very powerful. I'm not sure whether this is the same with this with this merger, but. Yeah, I, I thought it was in 1999 when they both merged. I thought, well, why would you do that to a proud club like the Dragons? But with Super League, the way that it happened, the way that the game came back in 1998, they were giving huge cash incentives to clubs who were willing to merge, and and the merger ended up playing in a grand final its first year in 1999. So, and another thing also is that a majority of the players live in Wollongong now. The training facility right. is in Wollongong. Yeah. So are they saying we'll we'll drop the Illawarra name but we still have all that presence from the players and the no. and the training facility down in Wollongong is that enough or I you know I I think it would be flirting with danger or maybe they're just throwing this out there at the moment just throw it out there and just see what the response is going to be so they yeah you know, they get they get a fair opinion on what the play, what the, the general public is going to think about this I'll
1: throw another one at you St George Steelers if if you wanted you'll, to know ta- you'll never drop the dragon. Okay, man. but you can't drop Illawarra either. They no, came agree. together as you said in 99. Same colors? Yep, they took the money. Um the Illawarra community have adopted the St George side. Do not change it. They'll they'll lose members. They'll lose oh, a lot of members. Absolutely they will.
2: I think they'll lo- lose Will they lose a lot of historical members? I don't, probably don't think they will because they'll always want the St. George Dragon name. But they'll lose a lot of those those key areas, which are classed as regional fans, down around that Wollongong and south.
1: It's a massive area. Seth. Yeah.
2: The, the, it's know, a they,
1: massive rugby league community.
2: Absolutely. So they'll lose a lot of those fans, I think. A lot of those fans will turn against the... Uh, And when games are going to be played at Wollongong, which you'd think they still would be.
1: They'd be booed, mate. They'll be booed out of town. Yeah. Is it an opportunity for the Sharks? They'll protest with their feet. Absolutely they will. Maybe it's an opportunity for the Sharks. Well,
2: once upon a time, I thought the Sharks, they're an opportunity to jump in there. Yep. But with their massive development going on now, they're going to be really financially secure.
1: There's a team that could be the Southern Sharks. Mm, Southern Sydney Sharks or something like that. Well, not even Sydney. Southern Sharks take in, obviously, the Shire – and Wollongong.
2: Let the dragons go off by themselves and let the sharks That's in the right. water emerge.
1: Is that what you're saying? Absolutely.
2: That'd be an interesting one.
1: The southern shark. I could see that working, mate. Yeah. Coast- it's all coastline. You have a big shark running around Wind Stadium, biting the opposition players. Okay, It'll... we're going a bit too far. We, well, we're getting we. ahead don't, of us. Don't throw we into it. And Tom Travoyevich is uh, taking a leaf out of Luttrell M- Mitchell's book by Flying to America to receive the revolutionary treatment on his troublesome hamstring issues. Yeah. So well, I think someone joked about that last week. So I thought you, maybe you joked about that last week. So it is happening.
2: No, I think I think Jack actually brought that up. Oh,
1: Jack said something funny.
2: I think he said that off air. I think he ah, said, yeah, I wonder shy. if they send him over to Latrell Mitchell. And it, it, they make a good point, obviously. Um, if you were Manly, would you contact South to say, hey, can you give us the details of that guy? Mm. Because our number one, is struggling, your number one went over there, would yep. you give him the secret or would you say, no, do your own research?
1: Well, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, My insiders say they gave the name Dr. Seuss. So I don't know <laughs> if, if if, it's going to work. And also,
2: if you can't get him, go to the next guy, Dr. Evil. Now, the reconditioning specialist, <laughs> Bill, Bill is Knowles. It you a million. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's in the U.S., Bill Knowles. He's the one that fixes nagging hamstring injuries and uh, that short documentary around Latrell Mitchell's seeing him come back really fresh and uh, and energised as well. So um, I hope he can do the same for, for Tommy Trebojevich.
1: And look, it wasn't Dr. Seuss that took all the credit for that as well. His offside of Dr. Phil, uh, was well and truly yeah. involved as well. Yep. So, for, and Dr. Oz, they were all there. And to
2: get into the country, you've got to get a visa,
1: but you've got to appear in front of Judge Judy. Right, okay, yeah. we're going too far now. Uh, too far. For expert car service, because she's a judge. Not doctor. Right? <laughs> uh, for expert car service, book in your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. The seven
0: seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badging Sats. We've
1: we'll got a special guest. I'm nervous. As you know, Sats. I'm a massive Rabbitoh supporter. And I know you've done this for me as a Christmas gift, and I thank you very much. We've got the great man himself, the head coach of the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs joining us now, Jason Demetrio. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Hey, guys. Welcome. Hey, quick question for you before Sats gets into the the serious (laughs) stuff. When you sat on Santa's knee at the start of December, did you ask Santa for Damien Cook, Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker to re-sign before Christmas holidays?
3: Oh, I certainly did. It was a uh, definitely an early Christmas present and uh, really happy that the three have committed to the club.
2: Was it a pretty seamless process with the negotiations? Because I know that some of them were, were still under contract, Jace, but um, it was never any mention of other clubs coming in underneath the uh, underneath the guard and, and possibly trying to steal them. It, it seemed as though the, the, the negotiations were, were all kept really internal and in-house.
3: Yeah, yeah, they were. I think obviously the November 1 uh, deadline was, was crucial for us to make sure uh, both parties were clear that uh, we wanted them to stay and um, that they wanted to stay and that was evident very early that the players were very committed to staying at the club and then it was just a matter of nutting out the, the details and uh, Blake Soly and Mark Ellison did a great job with that and um, we've got the three really important players to us locked in and uh, it's really important for not only next year, but for the next few years for the club. As a head
2: coach, Jace, has it been one of the most disjointed pre-seasons because of all the World Cup players that are involved?
3: It has, and it hasn't. I think, you know, over the last couple of years, we've had, you know, a competition in 2020 that finished in uh, October, November, end of October, November because of COVID. And then we made the grand final in 21. So we, we didn't come back to pre-season until... Um, you know, I think a week before Christmas and, and then, or the new year even for some of them. So, um, yeah, it's probably been a bit better than the last couple of years in terms of having players in training before Christmas. But, yeah, really looking forward to having the World Cup boys back in January. And um, I, as I said to the players, that's when pre-season really kicks off.
2: Damon Cook, top three hookers in the game, without a doubt. He's achieved almost anything other than a premiership, uh, Jason. But as a coach, how do you keep, Challenging players like Damien Cook. How do you get more out of a player like Damien Cook?
3: I think Damien just wants... He's always looking to improve. He's always looking to be better. And I think chasing that elusive premiership is what motivating us all at the moment. And Especially someone like Damien who's done everything in the game. He's played for his state. Very successfully played for his state and his country. And um, the one thing that he probably hasn't got in his career... As you mentioned, is that premiership, and you know, there's a lot of players that go throughout the whole career without winning one. And um, I know that's obviously the pinnacle for any player to to win a premiership. So there's a lot of hunger and motivation in him, and that drives him to want to learn. And and also for us as coaches to keep finding ways to get him in the game. You know, teams obviously do game plans and try to control the ruck, which stops Damien. But for us as coaches, we have got to be a bit more creative and, and find ways to to use his best attributes in the game. And I think we're doing that and you know, I thought he was had a decent season last year but off the back of you no know, preseason, probably was a bit inconsistent but you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does this year. I, I know how good he's looking now in pre-season and how hungry he is to play well.
2: Hey uh, Latrell Mitchell, it's all about timing and I was just saying to the listeners and Jace before we, we got you on, on the show Jace, I think with the signing of the three players and Cam Murray and along with a host of other players the Bunnies will win a comp in the next two or three years. Now, with Luttrell, it's all about timing. Of course, he's won a couple of comps. He's he's done everything in the game. But behind the scenes, some some of the things that we don't see with Luttrell, he seems to have matured a lot off the field, and that comes with age and experience and, and having children, whatever it may be. What don't we see behind closed doors where it says to you as a coach that this guy is ready to go to a next level from a, from a leadership point of view?
3: Yeah, I think that. Um, exactly, he's, that it's exactly right. So he wants to. He, he enjoys being a leader. He enjoys standing in the center of the room and saying, "Come with me, boys." And he's learning how to articulate that and how to use, um, you know, his motivation only to rub off on other players around him. And that's pretty special. We know what he's capable of doing on the field, but if he can bring people with him off the field, that's probably where his game goes to another level again. And uh, it's about getting some um, balancing tro I think he's he's missed footy in patches and you know he's come back last year and he was outstanding for us you know I think his win rate when he our win rate when he plays is up in the mid seventies so mm. our mission now is to to get him fit uh, and get him you know feeling as good as he has done for the last few years you know, come march and, and then making sure we get that balance right throughout the season so come September him and every other player in our team is in good shape and we're able to put our best team on the park when he starts, he
2: can polarise some fans if you're not a South fan. And that's purely because of his competitive nature, his aggressive mentalities, loves to be confrontational on the field and sometimes wear the black cape. As a coach, do you say to him, I need a lot of that controlled aggression. I don't want you to take that out of your game.
3: Um, yeah, we haven't had a lot of conversations in around. Um his aggression, obviously discipline's a big part for any team and we can't afford having our best players sat on the sidelines or giving away penalties in crucial parts of the game. Everyone knows how important discipline is, um, when, especially when you're getting to the pointy end of the season. But I thought his discipline was outstanding last year and as you said, it's come with that maturity and understanding that, that his impact on the field isn't you know, just about what he can do, but it's about how he influences other people and you know, I, I barely remember him getting penalised last year and he definitely was nowhere near getting suspended. So uh, I think his discipline's been really good. And like I said, you know, he missed half a season with, with knee problems and he came back and was probably arguably one of the best players in the competition. So our challenge now is, is to get him fit and keep him on the field as long as we can.
2: Yeah, I, I love watching him play. And Jason, if you haven't seen him in real life, he is he is a monster. I can't yeah. believe how big big ears in real life. It's Okay, we're going to put you under the Sports Day blowtorch. Give us some uh, quick answers, a little bit of detail behind it as well. A lot of it's not rugby league related at all; it's more personality related. Jace, now, if you could mute, yep. if you could mute one of your players for twenty-four hours, who would it be?
3: Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Um, who would I mute for twenty-four hours? Who annoys me the most? I'll oh, probably hosty uh, Jacob host. Oh, really? I, I love hosty, but I'd mute him for a little while. Yeah, he just. He's always having little digs at me and playing things on the over the speaker, a little, a little winding me up a little bit. But
2: uh, okay, I um, mute him for a bit. If there's a a, a a player in the in the team that's got a is got to run the the final leg of a relay for your life, which one of your players you're putting as the final runner?
3: Oh, and it's easy, Alex Johnson every day of the week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not he's, Damien uh, Cook because you
2: know he's a beach sprinter. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: for 40 metres, I'd have Cookie for sure, but over the 100 metres, I'm all, yeah, Alex Johnson. Every I've seen Cookie make breaks and Alex jogging a sot next to him. So, <laughs> um, no one knows how fast Alex is because he only ever runs as fast as he has to. So I'm, I'm, if me life's on it, I'm hoping he just puts in that little bit extra.
2: He's on track, isn't he? If he continues the way he's going, barring injury, he's on track to break a record that we thought no player would ever get in here in Kenny Irvine in 212 yeah. tries.
3: Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? So yeah, we, we again keep him healthy on the field, and um,
1: yeah, I think he'll get very close. And it's annoying that the records he keeps breaking. It's not. Res- I don't feel like it's respected enough because all he's got to do is catch the ball and put it over the line. No, there's still. He lot does more to a do. lot
2: more than that. Still a lot more to do. Yep. Um, okay. Which player on Mad Monday oh, w-
3: tries he scores? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah.
2: No, keep going. Tries he
3: scores. I've found there's tries he scores where. You know, a lot of wingers wouldn't score where there's a half a chance and he's just going to try every time. You know? yep. it's, not, it's not always just putting it over the line. It's a half chance. And that's so valuable to have a winger who turns every half chance into four points.
2: You've got to have players, strike players, that can score tries from outside that 50, 60-metre zone as well, which he does now. Uh, Jace yep. uh, Mad Monday, who historically would be the player that would leave first?
3: Wow historically, well, I don't hang out with him on Mad Monday, so I'm not 100% certain on this, but um, who do I think would leave first? Um, I'm leaning towards Cookie. I reckon Cookie would get out there pretty early, but um, it's, def- it's definitely not Joy Arrow. I know that. Much. Oh, we all know that. <laughs> um, yeah. he'd, be, he'd be the last to leave, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, let's go, let's go Damien Cook. Yeah, I like I reckon that. reckon he, he'd struggle to stay with it, boys. He'd probably go home.
2: Okay, uh, last one. Um, if you had a teammate that had to stand in front of a group, an audience, and do a comedy skit for 15 minutes, the person that had to tell a joke for your life, Jason Demetrio, which teammate is it?
3: <laughs> um, the first thought that comes to my head is Tom Burgess. Um, not that he's a great joke teller, but just having the big fella up there attempting and we'd probably get a laugh. Um, but I'd rather say Alex Johnson, he's probably the most creative and, and smartest bloke in the group. So again, i would have to go with AJ.
2: Yeah, nice. Now, before we finish up, one last question for the listeners. Fitzy, hey boys, can you ask Jason if he thinks the players are ahead of where they were this time last year in the pre-season? Is it hard to gauge from pre-season results?
3: Um, no, not really. I think there's some data in and around that. Around our training loads and what we're what we're doing, and I think like I said last year there was an extended time off because of the bubble, and then obviously making the grand final, we we pretty much didn't have anyone back until January, and then we had extended COVID with 75% of our players not training until the end of January. So yeah, we're we're definitely in a in a much better position than we were this time last year, and um, some of our key players had surgery last year as well. and We don't have that this year, so from January five we'll. Have all their players on deck and um, we'll get some quality training for the start of the year.
4: Well,
2: you love the beach and um, you got the break soon so you can get in those budgie smugglers. Oh, God. JD,
1: which you love. So. <laughs> mm.
3: Yeah, just ordered another couple of pairs. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that, that's. It's time to play the music and get out of here. Jason Demetrio, thanks for joining us tonight on Sports Day, mate. Have a great Christmas. Yeah, have a good Chrissy.
3: Yeah, no worries. Right, thanks, guys. Merry Christmas.
1: The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's
0: most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.
1: This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, Sats and Jace here tonight. Stream every NFL game this season live on the NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. Hey, uh, how did uh, your boys go? Who? The Cheeseheads. How'd they go on Tuesday morning? Oh, they won 24-12. Yeah right. BDLA. Look cold. I saw the game on the TV in the office, but I didn't. I actually didn't catch it. They won.
2: She's mm. having the Rams had a crap year. Super Bowl champions to basically if they're, if they were on a ladder like an NRL ladder, they'd be in the bottom four.
1: See, they lost Stafford. Yes, their their premiership winning quarterback, their Super Bowl winning quarterback. They've got uh, old mate from the Browns there at the moment, Baker Baker, Baker Smith. Mayfield. Yeah. Mm. How's how's he look? Like yeah. Did you watch the game? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. He's
2: he's he's he, all right. He's just no Jason Stafford, and when you got the Matt Stafford, uh, uh, Matt Stafford. Sorry, he's got, and then you got a a really good, um, yeah, you know, target in that Cooper Cup, and yeah, and um, yeah. It's just it's not fluid. Yeah, what are
1: they, they've only won three games yeah, this year. That's terrible. It's probably one of the worst hangovers from winning a Super Bowl in the history of the NFL. I'm sure there's a stat on that. They look like they're drunk yeah. the way they're playing. Well, maybe they are. Davey Warner, who looked drunk in the first Test against <laughs> South Africa at the Gabba, mind you, most batsmen did, apart from Travis Head. Uh, his hundredth Test at the MCG. Great uh, achievement, isn't one it? One of only a few players to play a hundred games in each format. God, there's people. It just pisses me off
2: that's amazing isn't it hundred in each format
1: yeah yeah there's so many people just calling for his head like they've they've already written him off from the uh the ashes tour uh the Indian tour I mean he's still got two more tests to play on home soil mm. give the guy a go and the crap he's been going through I know this is a complete turnaround by me but give the guy a break he's he's He'll be right. He got 100 in an ODI not not too long ago. Yeah. So he can still bat. I think
2: what we do, what we have always done with, with cricket, especially our Australian side, is that we are very forgiving as fans. Probably not as much as what we used to be with this current Australian side, but we've always been forgiving. And I'll go back to Greg Chappell. Eight ducks in a row came out and scored a century in his ninth innings. Mm. Yeah, so
1: yeah, many people... Tommy pe- Taylor didn't score a... I don't think he scored a 50 in 50 innings. Well mate, all of our all of our great
2: Australian batters over the years have gone through um you know huge huge um look empty spells during their careers where yep. you know war went through it was everyone was calling for his head. Taylor they went did. through it. They Ponting did. went through it. So it's and no th- different to David Warner, but I've got to say just unfortunately times not on his side purely from an age perspective.
1: Yeah, that's 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 the one negative, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. I mean, you, you're right about Tugger. He he made that 100 against the West Indies. Mm. He hadn't made that. Mm. He was gone. Absolutely. He was gone from the Australian team. Uh, Michael Nisa bagged a hat trick uh, for the Brisbane Heat, but wasn't good enough to uh, claim the win last night. The Heat are winless. they got to play tomorrow night at the Gabba. They always struggle. They do, I don't know what it is. It's, well, it's usually always been their bowling attack. Always. Their bowling's okay. It's their batting. Yeah, well... Last two seasons, it's been their batting sats. Well, they've always
2: had, they've always had Max Bryant and, and Chris Lynn and co that would get runs on most occasions. They're just never able to... Well, last year they, they didn't. They're never able to defend it from a, from a no. bowling, attacking bowling perspective. So,
1: um, Billings is there this year. He's not, he was the big signing. They stole him from the Adelaide Strikers. It's very interesting. You've got Billings, who played for the Adelaide Strikers, up against Linney. To mm. Tomorrow night at the Gabba, who was at the Brisbane Heat? Yep, who's now at the strike? Very interesting game tomorrow night. Now you're a you're strikers a, haven't won a sorry strikers haven't lost a game. The Heat haven't won a game.
2: You're a um a TV uh, numbers man viewing audiences stats. Yep. Do we know what the what it is at the moment with people watching the BBL?
1: Hasn't been great. I, I don't. I haven't got the official numbers. I can't give you an exact number, but it hasn't been great. Uh, And look, the argument is, this is the argument, that there's too many games of cricket on TV. It's part that. But Big Bash always struggles in the lead up to Christmas. It only goes well after Christmas when people are at home relaxing and they'll watch the test during the day and they'll have a few beers. I've got to say,
2: I haven't watched a full game yet. There you go.
1: I'll tune in and... Watch a few overs. It's uh, if it, it will get a fair indication, Sats, mm. what it's like post-Christmas.
2: Because there are people now that are saying, you know, the, the sport that is dead now in Australia and it's not very old is, is the big bash. I tend to agree with you. I think when holidays are all, <laughs> all settled when it comes to especially adults who yep. have maybe got a couple of weeks off.
1: I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It, it, I would love to see, with this new TV deal that's been thrown about a bit, Channel 9 do want test cricket. And they want, the, they want Australian games, yep. right? And I think everyone would be happy if it goes back to Channel 9. Hopefully they'll do a deal with Foxtel to share like we currently get now. I would like to see Cricket Australia break up the cricket rights and give and have, have a different broadcaster for the Big Bash. I'll tell you why. They'll put more into it. It's not just a, an add-on. It is, it is something. When Channel 10 had the Big Bash, how good was it? Oh Channel, yeah! Channel 10's coverage of the Big Bash was amazing. But w-
2: what's different? Well, I mean, why do we care to watch a to watch something like the Big Bash, which is start and finishes anywhere from two to three hours, three to four. Yeah, it's quick, it's exciting, um, short format keeps you engaged. Whatever it may be, why do we care? Is it the commentators? Is it is it the experts that are commentating on oh, the I'm Big not Bash? sure,
1: mate. I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not sure. I think most people want to see Test cricket, ODIs and international T20s go back to nine. Mm. That's the home of cricket. I'd love to see Big Bash go back to Channel 10. And I don't think Channel 9 will be able, if they get the rights to the cricket, they can't have the Big Bash because they've got the Australian Open Tennis. Mm. And trust me, they're not going to give that up because that outrates all of it. Mm. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Or Channel 9 just in there, Sats, to push the price up like they did with the AFL and make Seven pay more. Who knows? Watch this space. Or, this is sport, yeah.
2: Or will Channel 9 buy it back. For a basement price.
1: Yeah, possibly. Mm. Uh, Very quickly, A-League this week. Watch Brisbane Raw. A-League matches live on Paramount Plus. The battle of the F3, the piece of concrete. Oh, it's the worst trophy (laughs) in world sport. Central Coast Mariners will get to keep that clump of concrete. Uh, They beat Newcastle last night 3-0. Some games uh, tomorrow. Brisbane Raw take on the Western Sydney uh, Wanderers. Another win by the Raw would be nice. Perth against Wellington. Sydney FC versus MacArthur. That's a nice little uh, local derby uh, happening in Sydney. Western United versus Melbourne Victory. Let's hope the Melbourne Victory fans behave themselves. Uh, Melbourne City taking on the Mariners on Tuesday and then Adelaide taking on Newcastle next Tuesday as well. Watch every Izuzu Ute A-League match live on Paramount+. Plus, Plus Brisbane Raw tickets at Ticket Tech. Footballers here with $40 family passes available to the Isuzu Ute A-League men, T's and C's suppliers. Got to go to a break. This is Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia
0: Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Time for a Racing Queensland update.
1: Queensland is your place to race this summer certainly is. Uh, Chris Nelson joining us for the last time before Christmas, of course. Uh, everything's still racing, well, Saturday anyway, uh, around the southeast or all over Queensland. But, mate, the big thing we're focusing on is the Magic Millions Carnival. It's almost here. Yep. Three
4: weeks. Three weeks, guys, and we'll be right into the, uh, the Magic Millions. Have you got the any sales tickets? The will be on, of course. <laughs> have you got, have you uh, got no. any? What
1: do you want some? Well, we need, we need to get somehow some corporate tickets. We need to get some so we can get on it. Why? Drink responsibly. <laughs> we need to have some fun. No. Uh, don't you yes, think it would be a good so. bonding exercise for the show? Yeah. Oh, you won't yeah. be here, sat. Oh, no, you'll be back. Sats will be back. Yeah, you are no, back that week. Yeah, it's the week commencing uh, the 9th of uh, January. I think we might oh, have left run a little bit too. On though. the Gold
4: Coast, yes, I will be.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm. yeah.
4: Chris, we'll leave it to you because you're the one with connections. mm. Oh, of course, definitely. Now, a couple of big races on Saturday He's to keep an eye anything, on. In regards, in rega- no, in regards to um, the Magic Millions two-year-old race number five at Doomben, uh, we see Godzilla go around. We see Miss Kuta go around, who of course is two from two from Queensland. Uh, the novelist is one from one. It's a race that's just chock-a-block full of a good two-year-olds. And then we look at the first race at Ramwick on Saturday. Uh, the favourite, Empire of Japan, goes around. This is the ruling favourite for the Magic Millions. The second favourite, Platinum Jubilees in the same race. And Godfather, who won up here at Eagle Farm a couple of weeks ago. So both of those races will have a massive impact on, uh, on betting for the Magic Millions.
2: What are the crowds like, seeing it's going to be on a Saturday, Christmas Eve? I would anticipate a lot of people oh. doing a, a, some last-minute shopping, but I'd find it quite interesting and exciting going to the races the day before Christmas well, Day. It's, it's just, a Saturday, Saturday.
4: Saturday. just a Saturday, mate. It's just a Saturday. I
2: know, but it's different. Well,
4: no, Sats is right because you know, in a in a past life I worked as a um a penciller for a bookmaker and we used to work on Christmas Eve and it was always the or well, every time we had a meeting it was Christmas Eve it was dead. No one went. They're all out doing their last minute Christmas shopping and organising other things.
1: How'd you go as a penciller? That's the person that write out the ticket. You can't even add up. How how did you go? Nah.
4: I did it in the day before they had the computers, so you had to write it all on the oh um, on the big graph behind the um, the bookmaker. So you wrote down the numbers and crossed them out and had to. Pay. Not, not, I didn't do that. I did all the keeping up the records at the back. Who, to, how much to pay, and how much we'd hold on the race, and everything like that. And how Very many? Clever, Jace. How many? Realize.
1: How many bets did you take for far lap that year? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, it wasn't quite that long ago, that's right. for sure. Righto. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, I remember that. Do you have any tips? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Doom and Saturday, race two, number two, Greek Hero. I think mean, he can run really well, Greek Hero. He's uh, a good run last Saturday, ran on strongly. He's up in weight, down in grade, extra distance. He looks well-placed. Race three, number three, west of Africa. And in that uh, big two-year-old race, race five, the BJ McLaughlin, have something works. W-O-R-X, race five, number four. Number four,
1: that is. You just cut out there, race five, number four, right. Can you so, tell me, Nelson, yep. Um,
2: do trainers buy their horses Christmas gifts?
4: That's a very good question, Scott. Yes, carrots and apples and things like that.
1: No, that's not for the horses. That's for the reindeer.
4: Mm. Yeah, well, they can share. They have all got four legs. Do you
1: do you leave? What do you leave out? They've all got four legs, right? Do you say reindeers
4: or reindeer for a collective? Oh, didn't we have this the <laughs> other day? Wasn't this discussion the other day? We're not going down this path again. Exactly.
1: But
4: Who reindeer?
1: Thank you. Who he leaves is. and who leaves beer out for Santa? I do. Do you leave beer? Oh, out everyone. Yeah. 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 S- he
4: likes a beer, Sander.
1: He does absolutely. All right, mate. Listen, we better let you go. Um, the Queensland Summer Racing Carnival uh, Take centre stage once again this week. Visit racingqueensland.com.au, mate. Look, get those President Lounge uh, tickets for us too. Could you for Magic Millions? We'd
4: appreciate that. <laughs> I'll get on the blow. See what I can organise. Have a good Christmas, guys. See
1: you, Elsie.
4: Yeah. The seven-seat Kia Sorento.
0: Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.
1: This is Sports Day with Badge & Sats. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, New Farm Australian through and through. If you're listening in Brisbane on SCNQ 693 AM tomorrow, the Brizzy Heats are playing against the Adelaide Strikers at the Gabba. We talked about that early. Partly cloudy day. Top of 30. Geez, going to be a sticky wicket. I wonder if the wicket has dried out. From the test match. Would have had to have, wouldn't it? Will we see a 4 4 instead of a 2020? <laughs> Will we see a team go for less than 15? Oh, it's possible. Low of 19 overnight, only a 10% chance of rain, so we will see some cricket tomorrow night at the Gabba. New Farm's product, products, I should say, formulate with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Now, uh, building a more resilient Queensland, that's the Suncorp spirit. What's going on with Danny Ricardo, Sati?
2: Well, it looks as though that in 2023, Red Bull will take Formula One on the road, when the dual title was it RB7 yep. hits the hits Bathurst 12 Hour.
1: Yeah, so it's so this this is not the the not, supercars. This no. is the
2: Formula One cars.
1: Yes, like a yeah, it's the, it's their it's their Red Bull brand in another racing car. It's a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. Version. Yeah, and because doing those, Bathurst. Is that should we allow that as Australians? What do you mean? That happens every year. Twelve hour. I oh, know, but back. that
2: is it. This this format.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Bath is twelve hour. It's I know a, the twelve
2: hour, but I didn't know whether this format, this, uh, this the yeah. vehicles.
1: Yeah. Look, the, the 2011 Formula One Championship winning car, driven by Sebastian Vettel and Australian Mark Webber, will make an on track appearance during the three to five oh, okay. day event. Right, but Red Bull have got a team in. And there's rumours around today, because he's not doing anything next year, uh, Daniel Ricciardo, except for smiling a lot and taking photos, uh, he may come out and drive for that 12-hour event.
2: So is that like a second grade? You're going to drive our second grade car Uh, in another format?
1: No, no, it's like he's he's a car, which is a part of the Red Bull racing team. You're not doing anything, by the way, and we're thing paying thing you tens of 1000000s It's been sitting in the
2: driveway for the last six months. Yeah. It hasn't been kicked over a couple of times.
1: It's yours. Can you kick it over? Yeah. Do a couple of laps. I don't know if he'll come out. I, I don't think he'll come out for it. I, I reckon he'll be. What are we looking at? Is this January or February? I don't know. Feb. Yeah, they'll be in. They'll be in. Um, full on F one mode then. So I don't think he'll be allowed to travel. Just in case. Because they may need him. They could, something could happen to their main drivers. And if he's feeling up to it, he could jump in that car at any time for F1 and finish 15th. So you need it. You're not even listening to me, are you? No, I've, I've switched off. Uh, I, well, I don't even know why we're talking about Dan Ricciardo. I thought Dan Ricciardo was, like, banned from the show. Didn't you ban him? Yeah. Mm. He's a ch- nice guy, but from all reports. Okay. And we shouldn't judge him based on his... His performance. His no. performances. As a sports person. No. no. You shouldn't Just, do that. Uh, that he's a nice guy. Make sure you've got the right insurance this storm season. Search SunCorp Home Insurance for a quote today. Uh, Can I just
2: say something quickly? What did you see at the bottom of the run sheet?
1: The last thing before we get
2: to Christmas, Jack has tried to get in something about soccer.
1: I know, and I'm, I'm I'm ignoring it because no one cares. Some bloke mess eye. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we're going to go. Have a merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Sassy. Christmas. Enjoy your break. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you next year. Oh, see I love saying that. See you next year. See Bye.